What up, what up, what up? This is your boy Kojak. And I got Avante here as well. What up, what up? Co-hosting this one. We got a special guest here. Go by the name D-Webb. Yo, 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 what up? And uh, for the first question, I just want to uh, ask you, uh, how did you get into rapping? Well, um, it started about like my sophomore year in high school. We would just ride around with friends like after school and just... Like, we didn't even have, like, beat tapes or nothing. We would just literally, like, just freestyle over, like, Lil Wayne songs or, like, the, the G-Eazy album that was, the Young g album that was out, The Recession, I think, that was popping at the time. And, like, we would just just rhyme over those and just have fun. And I uh, had, like, a desktop computer that I just recorded over, like, the computer's microphone, so it sounded really terrible. And uh, we just kind of put out songs for the fun of it. Um, some people were like, oh, you should, you should put something out. You should kind of, you know, take it seriously, and, you know, the, and then came the mixtapes, and, you know, D&V, and, and then the rest of it, so. Alright, so w- when did you uh, know you, you were going to take it serious? Uh, at first, I, I, you know, I put out a couple diss songs, and, like, you know, just made some just, just stupid material, like, it wasn't anything meaningful, but then, like, when I started to, like, try to, like, search for something deeper, like, I guess that's what kind of, like, just made it the next step, like, people were, when people were telling me about this and that, and, like, hey, man, that was, that was dope, and I'm, like, kind of, like, all right, well, let's see where this goes, and then, um, my, my brother's was dating a girl at the time, and she was friends with the guy on the radio at Power 92, and was, like, hey, make this song, and we'll put it on the local, like, spotlight thing they do every Sunday. And then it was just the jump from there. Like, had the song on the radio, and everybody at school was like, man, I, I heard your song, and I was just like, yeah. that is awesome. So, I mean, said, after that... You said your first records was disc records? No, not not exactly, but there was, like, <laughs> there was this group called, like, Bitch Assnesses or something like that, and they had some beef with us, so they would make diss songs, and just, just stupid stuff, and, you know... I had a whole song that was like three minutes long just roasting him and his crew and like I don't know like I put it on my first mixtape but now that I think about it it's just it's just not me like I don't need I don't need diss tracks to up my game or you know even like get you know clout or whatever you know like it should be about you know relatable music and stuff that's like touches you or like how you're feeling that day or something you know it's like not all about the inspired. beef in the industry, you know, it's like, yeah. So what what is your take on like a lot of music here and a lot of ra- rappers here that are influenced by drill sound, um, a lot of the basically violent rap. Yeah. Do I you mean, feel that's like it's like it's okay, but at the same time, it's another it's another side of music that yeah. can help other people. I feel like there's a like I said there's there's a time and a place for for every song. I mean, like people just how they feel that day, like they're just fucking, they're pissed off at the world or something. Like they want to listen to that kind of music and like it's okay. Like it's okay to have that around. I mean, it's always gonna be that music and like that's the kind of the foundation of hip hop is is you know sort of like that that hard like street like yeah. you know and like that's what's often in the drill music nowadays. But it's just like. It's everybody's doing it, and you know, like, it's it's totally fine. Like, I had no problem with that music like existing, you know, because I can coexist with it just as well. Like, you know, I could rap on a drill beat, but I could say some real stuff, you know, and like, so I can, so therefore that it's okay for that stuff to exist. Like, I don't throw shade on that at all. Like, 
sometimes in my songs I'm like, you know, step it up. Like, all oh, you guys are talking about this and that, but like, you know, that's yeah, just. I say that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's like, I get it. You want to kill somebody. The girl giving you top. Yeah. You got a foreign. I yeah. get it. What else? Like, what can else? you think of a a clever way to say you getting top? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To separate yourself. If it's a million drill rappers. Why would an A and R label come to Peoria to get that sound when they could well, they just go to Chicago? Everywhere else, yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas, and there is kind of like with the crime rate there and how everybody really it's a persona that they really live about it. Yeah, which everybody don't, but they got the persona already. So why come here looking for it? Exactly, I feel the same way. Yeah, you you think that you can? You think you're gonna be able to like make a name for yourself in the city? Within Peoria or yeah. like in Chicago? Yeah, like. Oh. Make a movement cohesively throughout the state of Illinois in this region. Yeah, I mean it's 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 kind of all about just getting that fan base like started. Like if if I can't get it in Peoria, then like I'll have to do like you know take it somewhere else and like start completely new. And I don't want to do that, you know. Like I already got so, what I think is a solid foundation, but it's just not like big, you know. It's just it's yeah. there, but it just needs to grow a little bit. And I mean. There's so many people doing music and you know around here, and that's okay. Like you know, there's room for all of us. But you know, that's just that's on me. I gotta take it to the next level, like getting big features and like that stuff. You know, like doing music videos with bigger artists and just just getting out there. Like I could still be in Peoria and do all that stuff. You know. Yeah, like even what I've looked up on you and seen around, you do have a a good <coughs> movement, and the problem with the Peoria is, it's everyone wants to rap, so everyone kind of gets lost in the mix of friends. Like if they don't know you, then they, they're not checking out the music. And if know? I don't like particularly like listen to their music and their friends of mine, or like don't show yeah. love in a sense, then I lose a fan, or like I lose you know potential like yeah. whole group of people. You know what I'm trying to say? Because yeah, right. like shade gets thrown. I mean, yeah. and it's it's sad, but yeah. And then then it is Peoria where. A lot of people see what you're doing, but they may not reach out and, and uh, speak and give you positive feedback on yeah. your music. Mm-hmm. I, so, feel like, I feel like that's more than, there's more of that than actual the love that you get, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, so it's more it's more of a Just negative. a looking yeah. perspective, like people just I'm going to watch from yeah. a distance, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But exactly. I'm not going to approach you and let you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I followed, I followed I've been following you for a while because I was like... He raps what? That's crazy. <laughs> I, I listened to like a couple of your songs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mar Trace, he was telling me about you, and I was like, man, I didn't know he rapped. And then I started listening to your stuff. I was like, man, it's kind of decent, man. I like that. I mess with this yeah. music, man. And I like, I've been following you ever since. Like, you know what I'm saying? I hit you up to get your new songs and everything like that. Yeah. And then that's when I was letting him know. I'm like, man, everybody's talking about this person, this person, and this person. They overlooking him, mm-hmm. the person that's been putting work in behind the scenes. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I appreciate that for real. Yeah, and that was what? It was like a Thanksgiving. Not last year, year before last year, Thanksgiving, when you told me that. Yeah. And yeah. I, it, a lot of people don't make moves. You know, like Iron Rose. Iron Rose make moves, and they're like a group or whatever, and then it's no chasers. You see what I'm saying? And I watch every group, like GVZ, you guys. I uh, pay attention to, um, what's the group called? Matt, Matt and them. PBO. Yeah, PBO. I pay attention to PBO and all them. So I'm like, can you guys 
be cohesive? Like, would you work with any other artists in the city? Yeah, like, I I seen you guys had Maytown in here. Like, I, I grew up with him. I went to a Christian camp with him, like, when I was, like, second <laughs> and third grade. Like, I know Matt and all of them from PBO. Like, those are my homies. So I would, I would definitely work with him. Like, when last time I was with Matt, we were talking about Maytown and just just doing music with him and, like, just, just seeing how he grew as an artist. Like, I was like, yeah, man, he's got the voice, like, you know, is he, like, searching yeah. deep? Is he digging deep? And, like, we had a good conversation, and, you know, like, and uh, Iron Rose, like, I mean, they're all great guys, you know? Right. I mean, they I like how they have, like, the old school 90s, like, with their promotion and stuff. Yeah. Like, you see it on their posters, and, like, like, people got it. They got it around here. It's all over, but, and, yeah, we can definitely, like, coexist. I mean, PVO, positive vibes, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. Like, what I always say is it's too much buddy-buddy shit here. When it comes to everyone wanting to rap, somebody needs to tell them, hey, this ain't for you. Maybe you need to be behind the scenes. But when when they see somebody that's talented, they don't want to talk to them. They they don't want to com- they don't want to compete, and they don't want to get a feature from them. They want to charge five hundred dollars when they got they only get like eighty plays on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's it's backwards, you know what I'm saying? Like when we in, we pretty much in Peoria, okay. We don't have a market yet. It's no blueprint yeah. to get out of here. So it's like, why wouldn't everyone here support each other to get to get a huge notoriety? Because I think if everybody supported each other, it'd be way easier for us to get out of here. Mm-hmm. Like how Atlanta does. Atlanta supports all the artists. And every single one of them. Yeah, every year, if you think about it, every year it's a new Atlanta artist getting on. That's because everybody support. Here, we got enough people, and we got enough people who love hip-hop, to all come together and try to make something happen. Chicago as well. Chicago has a bunch, a bunch of artists that come out every single year. Like, there's a girl named Dreezy. You know who Dreezy is? Mm-hmm. And she has a song. You know she's been out, though. Yeah, I'm saying, but, like, right. it takes time for, like, artists to, like, build their profile for people to look at them and, like, inquire about them and be like, oh, my gosh, they're making moves. They're jumping, you know what I'm saying? Because we, we was just talking about uh, Rich the Kid, and I was like, Rich the Kid? No, no, I don't mess with him. You know what I'm saying? But he, he's basically telling me, like, he makes moves, too. So don't overlook him yeah. because you don't, like, love his music. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which I understand because a lot of people may not, they might look at you as, oh, he's a white rapper, so I don't want to listen to his stuff. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Which I mess with white rappers. So, you know what I'm saying? Jeezy, Mac Miller, you know what I'm saying? Eminem, all those guys, MGK, like all those. And I mess with them people. See, I think they're talented as hell. See, yeah. with me, I don't even, um, like categorize it, you know what I'm saying? I don't look at a black rapper, Puerto Rican rapper, white rapper. I just look at his music. Yeah, like, I don't care what color you is. If you making talented music or you impacting me or you just speaking the truth through your life, I like it, you know what I'm saying? I just rock with everything. It's just like everybody around, like, in the industry, there's always going to be that barrier, like, it's like... Oh, the white rapper, like the, that, you know, the stereotype, like, yeah, like yeah. what, what is the stereotype yeah, though? That like, we need to. Into my qu- do you think it's to, uh harder, uh, being a white rapper? I mean, not not technically, no. I mean, I don't think there even should be a, you know, like I was saying, there shouldn't be a barrier. I mean, music is music; it's for everybody. Like, you, you know, I mean, there's Chinese rappers, there's there's, <laughs> right. every, there's rappers. all rappers, there's every rapper, like you know, and then they spit fire. Like, there's this app called Brap. And it's like, you get on there, it's kind of like Instagram layout, and people post beats, and you just, like, record yourself with your headphones on, and, like, people, you know, like, mm-hmm. people of all colors and all shapes rap, and it's not about the color, you know what I mean? Like, 
obviously that's all the tabloids and that's all like the like yeah. I mean just like I mean you know Macklemore had that like white privilege song that got a lot of yeah, heat yeah, amazing yeah. Yeah, it amazing was, it really song. Was amazing. It was a good song, but it yeah. got a lot of heat. He yeah, got a lot for of heat the from standpoint it. that he took. About yeah, it. and that's from that's my point is like people take it the wrong way. Like once races, the once that gets categorized, it's like, it just gets blown out of proportion. You know, I mean. Yeah, I think what, the only thing I, problem I had with Macklemore was like, he just didn't accept like his, his what his accomplishments. It's like whenever he won something, he always was like, oh yeah, I, I know I got it because I'm white. Kendrick Lamar should have won. <laughs> yeah. It's like he just should have just took it in strides. And just he didn't like he yeah. posted his text message he sent to Kendrick. Yeah, like, that. He, he, I I think Kendrick should have won, of course, with Good Kid, Mad yeah. City. But Macklemore, you won. You had a great year. It yeah, wasn't like sure. it wasn't like it wasn't like he was Iggy Azalea out there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you actually Macklemore is actually dope. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Actually, Especially I like coming him. from Seattle. Yeah, not just he's not the difference between Macklemore and Iggy Azalea is that they don't. Iggy Azalea was basically floating off a of buzz. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, she had T.I. back in her, and she was floating off a of buzz. Oh, my gosh, she's a cute white rapper. With the big you, butt. Yeah, with the big butt. And they was like, mm, you know what I'm saying? They started, like, making comparisons between her and Nikki. What? Why would you do something yeah. like that? You know what I'm saying? Nikki took it offensive, but she shouldn't have. So did Iggy. And that's what hurt her. Like, she took the negative negativity... It's kind of like how Macklemore did, but he's intelligent, so he knows how to, to work around it. But yeah. she took it to the head and started arguing with Q-Tip and other legends about, about the it. whole Becky thing. and like Yeah, the that, and then like her just being a white rapper. It's like, yeah. you kind of just, just make good music, and good music speaks for itself. Yeah. No yeah, one no way. one questioned G-Eazy no at one. all. No one said anything. Dude, I saw G-Eazy when he opened for Drake at the U.S. College. Yeah, I heard about that. So I went to his concert just recently in Bloomington. And now he sold, now he didn't, I don't know if he sold that out, but now he's headlining that, that yeah. you know. And he he sold out of Bloomington. Like on his tour right now, he sold out of Bloomington. I went so, to that yeah. show. It was a really good show. Opened man. up for Drake and then yeah, sells it out it. a couple years later. Yeah, like, killed it. He said he will always come back to Bloomington. inspiration right there. Like, yeah. he was, I, I could honestly say, like, in my... He just didn't seem like he was that well of an established artist, like as far as like persona. But now he's yeah. got it. He's got like he's just got the look and he knows it. And he's he got, got commercials. It. Yeah, he has the he has the swag to him. Like he, he found this it. This is him. Like he and you, if you listen to him, his growth has you can you can feel the growth. You can you can see the growth. You can hear the growth in his music. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I like about. He's Jesus. got good videos too, and that's another thing I was yeah. going to say about him too. Like. And that's what it is too. Half the battle is like good visuals and putting out good content and like right. telling a different story. You know, and he does that. So, yeah. So, uh, what were your uh, influences going up musically? Um, to be honest, I mean, I'd have to say it was probably Eminem, just because I remember having like his CDs and my yeah. mom like. She would buy them for us, but then she'd realize, like, what she bought, and it's just yeah. like, <laughs> come on, like, we would crank it all the time, and, you know, like. Yeah, yeah plus, who didn't watch 8 Mile? Yeah, yeah and Everybody that, like, it was just so iconic, like. He was, he was off the wall, And he's a white rapper, too, yeah. that's the thing, though, but, like, with him, he spazzes, like, and that's the, that's the thing. You gotta give props what props to do, man. He, hold, mm-hmm. he holds his own against anybody, mm-hmm. anybody, and I, I really respect him for that, because at first, I used to think that he was, like, one of those guys that joked around all the time. And now like, that I look at him, I'm like, man. He's got music for every situation. Yeah, Eminem's like, why so serious all the time? Why do we have to take this so serious constantly? Yeah. Let's have fun with this. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
everybody, like the Golden State Warriors, for example, they were one of the teams like, oh my gosh, they're champions, but they're having so much fun playing mm-hmm. basketball. That yeah, is why people enjoy watching them. And that's why I like enjoy watching certain people rap and do stuff and perform because you can see that they're having fun with it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's that's what you appreciate the most. Like, man, at the end of the day, you're doing this because you love it. You're not doing this because it's a job or you have to do it. Kinda you're like doing you, it because you love it. And you can see, like, you can't obviously see how much work they put in to get there, but it kind of, like, comes out of them, like, yeah. when they, you know, like... Yeah. yeah. Like, and it inspires me a little bit, too. Because it makes you think, like, man, this could be me. Because mm-hmm. you know I, I was right there, you know, like, with two people or three people in the crowd, like... Yeah. And, and I've done a sold-out show, you know, and I've, I know right. what those two feel like, you know? Yeah. So... And so, uh, can you uh, tell me how you feel about um, the Peoria music scene as a whole? And what I mean by that is, um, like, the support and the amount of um, attention being paid to our city from, let's say, radio stations, the older people, things of that nature. The older crowd, um, I don't feel like it's really even grabbing the attention of any older crowd, in my opinion. It's all younger cats, specifically like high school kids in my opinion. Fourteen to like twenty five. Yeah. And and in my age but like as you get a little bit older it's it's it kinda slopes down a little bit. But then you got those diehard like older cats that love hip hop. So there's yeah. not really like I can't really say that there's it's just like the the new generation of us Peoria rappers that are trying to get older, like trying to get up. The older folks don't really know about us and like the radio stations don't really promote. I mean, 98.5 gets people in there every once in a while, you know, mm-hmm. with that. I've been in 92.3 a couple times, too, you know. It's just, like, it's all part of a corporate ladder they're in, you know. Yeah. So it's, like, can't really just have the freedom to get people in there and, like, put new songs out because it's, yeah. like, is it all their content? you got to have the song, you know, like. Yeah, right. Yeah. Like they so don't... it's hard for radio stations around here to, like, as much as they want to. Like, I've been friends with radio folks, like, around here for as long as I've been rapping, like. It's just hard to get in there. Like, it's not that they don't mess with you, or they're not that yeah. they don't like like your music. It's just hard when they we got when they got a boss, they gotta listen to. Yeah. So they do pay attention. Yeah. Cause I, mean, I cause I kill radio yeah. stations yeah. all the time. Our, our, mind's <laughs> frank, our mindset is man, they don't. Ninety point seven. I mean, like you know, yeah, I've been at ninety point seven. My but. thing with the radio stations is, is this like when I have rappers here, I ask them, "Do you know where these radio stations are?" They say no. I feel that's a problem from mm-hmm. the start. Now, I, I'm a huge radio head as far as wanting to get into the industry, things of that nature. So I always pay attention to the demographics, who their attention's to, and things of that nature. Power 92 is pretty much high school, about 13, 14, to maybe 27, 28-ish. So that's kind of where we are. Mm-hmm. So my thing with them is I don't think they do enough as far as letting people know they're listening. Uh, like We do things at the riverfront all the time. We should be able to do something, a showcase or something like that for our artists here. And have 92 sponsored or something. Yeah. Like yeah. And what I, but what I mean by that is I don't want them to just be like, anyone can come. I, I obviously, I want a criteria in place that Power 92 would issue or radio stations would issue so that would maybe help the artists here know what to make. Know, know understand that they got to get clearances and make sure it's real con- content and not stealing YouTube beats. Yeah. So that may be able to help the sound here get better and more mm-hmm. cleaner for the radio. So I just feel they need to get a little bit more active 
with mm-hmm. the youth, especially when it's everyone here really wants to rap now. Yeah, I, I feel like it's one of those things to where the radio station should let the city know that they're noticing the grind of the people in the city. Because if you don't, then they're like like me and no, we like just kind of want to listen to it. Yeah, like we just we just look at the like the radios for the people that don't have time to look look up music. They don't have time to look into an artist. They just listen to the most popular at the moment. You see what I'm saying? Because like he just which like, they have to. That's that's their job. But it's like like a day. Like like my thing is like I want to work like maybe weekends, midnight slot. Like dude named Peter Rosenberg, he does it for High ninety seven. It's a he works midnight, interview uh, somebody, play a couple songs, just to give, just to yeah. start. You got to start somewhere. You do something like that. I know the top songs that are going on at the time. You got to play those. Those are the yeah. major ones. You have to do that. They need these spins. But at some point, you want to throw a little Peoria music in there. Where you from? Just mm-hmm. to say, hey, we we here, you know. Yeah. And get the and, no, and that's that. how you get the support because Power ninety two not even number one in, in Peoria no more. It's probably like energy or something, huh? Yeah, it's either the energy one or um, yeah, it's not ninety eight or energy. It's either ninety eight or energy. One of those two are number one now. And for Power ninety two to change to Peoria ninety two, you now you took the the name of the city. So integrate some guys here. Mm-hmm. As far as even like the most music that gets heard at radio stations that makes the radio. That's not like huge popping songs. They hear from interns. Interns are playing the music when they're going into work. What's that song? They tell them. They check it out. That's how the music's getting there. Because radio is always going to be late to the party now because you got the internet mm-hmm. age. So the kids are the ones who are listening to what's on the internet and SoundCloud and that nature. So I don't know if they have younger people in, in the offices working, doing the internships, doing the street team stuff. I've applied for all that stuff too. Yeah. So I mean, I don't know what they really got going on behind the scenes, but just looking from the outside looking in, I don't see that they're embracing Peoria as a whole. Yeah. But what no. about like Power Nine doing Chicago though? Like, don't they? Yeah, they they have a lot of Chicago artists on there mm-hmm. all the time, and they do they have like a spotlight show when they do their summer jams and stuff, and they have the up up and comers perform. Yeah. And like. We, I feel we can do something once a year. Like, maybe not a power jam or something like that. But we can do something at the riverfront. Yeah. And a like, like, showcase. Yeah, something a year to make it an event. Something with music. We got Gospel Fest. We got, what, uh, I think the Rock or Country Fest down there all the time. Something for hip-hop. Something for the kids. Yeah. And that also means we got to learn to act right. You know what I'm saying? We got people fighting and shooting and stuff. Maybe that's a, it's a risk at the same time. So, somebody... Like, I'm trying to do that, um, not this summer, but next summer. Somebody else has to put their money up to make it happen mm-hmm. and maybe start small and then get, you know, radio stations and other sponsorships to come in and help out later yeah. on. I mean, they did the hip-hop for Flint thing this year. Um, yeah. I'm not sure if you were aware of that, but yeah, I Yeah, that was I at the Civic at, Center, right? It was at the Carver. Car- Carver, yeah. That's but, um, I mean, yeah, all we got to do is, I mean... And I don't I don't think that was uh, promoted good, good yeah. enough. yeah. I found out it like literally like a couple of days before. Did you? Literally, yeah. like I, if that's if something like that's going to go down, it should be promoted correctly so where everyone knows. If you have time, come out here, even if yeah. it's for five it was, minutes. It was like yeah. the congresswoman or something, and like I think she's married to the guy that's on the radio or right. on the on the news station. Yeah. And the mayor came down there and did like a little speech. So like, 
How many really people was it? There really wasn't many people there. I mean, it was just like one, it was like one little small room. They had chairs set out, you know what I mean? It was nice for the people that did come out. But, yeah. you know, there should have been a lot more people. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I actually have family, close family that live in Flint. So I I really would be down to do anything to help with that. And I feel yeah. that was something Peoria really should have came out for. Yeah. But I don't think it was promoted enough because I don't think they know how to, I don't think they understand this generation. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah, they can do elections. And, like, I look at the, even the older generations as far as the election that's going on and things. See how they go out, they're promoting, they're doing everything, going to radio stations. They're, um, Hillary Clinton was on um, Black Girls Rock on BET. Like, you do all this stuff, but when it's a real issue, we can't get in touch with you. So I feel like even with the mayor coming out, that's big. Everyone should have known about that. I don't mm-hmm. think they did enough to let everybody. I seen you posting about it. Yeah, I mean, I seen a, I seen a so couple much. people posting. Some people, I mean, I've seen I seen somebody post on there about how they're like, man, why is it always like the same few people on all the shows and like was kind of like acting kind of like mad that they weren't on the show and I'm like, you still could have came out. It wasn't about the yeah. performers. Yeah. It was about the show. Yeah. Just you know, the, and people get that mixed up. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. Like and, and he's not, he didn't want to come because his group wasn't performing. He's like we could have, we could have done a lot. Like, yeah, you could have. But it's yeah. about the movement at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 And he was more concerned it's about just the, the music. Like, you know. Yeah. You, you like, mad that you're not on there? But what have you done lately? It was you know? about. It was called hip hop for Flint. You know, not yeah. hip hop for hip hop. People for just want to perform. <laughs> they don't. Yeah, people they just want to perform. They're just about themselves, and yeah. that's what I feel like. That's a thing. That's a thing in Peoria that we need to get over. We need to get over the, I, I shouldn't have to pay another Peorian for a verse. You see what I'm saying? But honestly, if it's a craft, no one's going to give their craft up for free. You see what I'm saying? Like, I could see a verse for a verse or something like that, but don't go out there thinking that, oh, he's from purity just like I am. He needs to help me get out by just giving me his free stuff. No, that's not how that works. Yeah. I understand I understand the, the motive and the mindset about it, but if you're working, mm. show that you're working and let it be known, hey, man, I appreciate what you're doing. I'll pay you whatever your asking price is. And for most of the time, it's not even anything ridiculous. Like, it's yeah. not like Montana's like future price. It's not like you're actually like forking up a lot of money. It's like, yeah. you know, just like, you know, you're helping me out. Like, you know, like, yeah. Yeah. You're asking me to donate some time, or, you know, donate my time to write a verse, and, like, basically, like, when you do a feature with somebody, you're essentially just trying to, you know, bring their fans and merge, yeah. you know, your fan base. It's just, like, yeah. copping a buzz, you know, like, and that's okay. Like, people already understand that. That's how the industry works. But, like, and that, and that's why, why should I that get, be for free? That's why I'm weird with the verses. Like, I don't think everyone can charge for a verse. Yeah. For <laughs> not, not, you, not everybody. Like, like, you gotta have you like, gotta have some credential. If you say you charge me five hundred dollars, all right. Now if you have accomplishments. So I know we do a verse, I'm getting something out of it. Mm-hmm. But if it's just Joe Smo on the corner and he gets two hundred plays or get two hundred on YouTube and he charging me hundred and fifty dollars for this verse. Yeah. I, it's, not it it. it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So it, I think you got to bring something to a song for a verse mm-hmm. to charge. Like, I know a lot of people say, well, I'm trying, this is my job. This is, no, it's not. If you ain't making no money yet, it's not a job. 
It's yeah. just everyone. If you ain't really making money off it's of it, hobby. it's a hobby. It's and most of the money, like people, yeah, most of the money is gonna have to be from the music. Like, not everybody's gonna get features yeah. just popping out everywhere. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm exactly. sorry, like, like people might rock with my music, but not everybody's just gonna want me on a song. And like, not everybody has the money to do that. Let alone have money for even just promotion for like mixtape covers and right. trying to get the mixtape yeah. actually made. Let and those are the features, things that you know? people don't people don't even pay attention to. So I want to I want to know. How did you become so marketing savvy and to to just even get that in your mind at an early stage? Because a lot of people here, they just do a song, I'll put it on YouTube or I'll put it on Facebook. That's it. You actually know how to promote and you actually have things behind you. Mm-hmm. I think it was it all started in high school. Um, I made my first mixtapes and I would just... I didn't even have no packages for them or nothing. Like I kind of yeah, just, I would just like it would just be like permanent marker, like no case, like nothing. It was just. Yeah. It was you. What year did you graduate? Two thousand and eleven. So I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I was a freshman. Yeah. Right. So like Maybe I would just I, I would know. just line up at the freshman hall, like at the senior hallway before school. Yep. Yep. And I would have I would bring like fifty at a time, and I would literally I'd see my friends as they come in, and I'd be like boop boop boop, and I'd hand them all out before first hour, like yeah, and they'd just be gone, and I'm like all right, that's like. It's kind of what implanted in my head was like all about that word of mouth. People, I I drive out of school in the parking lot. Everybody's like waiting in line, you know, yeah. trying to get out. And you hear like my music from a buddy, and they're like, "Hey, <laughs> like rocking hey, it." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. And uh, it was all about word of mouth, and that's kind of like, bef- you know, before MySpace, before Facebook. Like, if people, if rap artists wanted to get the word out, how do they do that? On the streets. Exactly. Like, it's just all about. Physical, like, you can have, as much as digital, like, music is nowadays, it's cool to have that physical, yeah. like, yeah. connection, like, oh, I got that CD, like, how many other, mother- like, how many other people got that CD, like, yeah. it's exclusive, like, yeah. and then people, like, I don't know, I just, I just realized that, that having that physical copy is, is better than, like, the digital, but, right. in the same sense, you know, digital is where, you know, yeah. you it's going, the, it's going that CD way. Yeah. Exactly. But, I, but I think that's the problem, though, now, is because... People don't know how to, people don't know how to present themselves. You know, like when Passport Lewis was here, he said he he met Sway. He said he was trying to get on Sway's show for three years, and he seen him at South by Southwest, and he approached him a certain way, and Sway. That's how he ended up on the show. Yeah. So I saw that. You gotta know how to, you know you got you gotta know how to talk to people. Yeah. And and nowadays, nobody really has CD players no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or in laptops don't even have CDs, so now it was hard drives. Yeah. Passport, I was blessed to get an exclusive from him. Well, he gave me some, most of his album through a hard drive. Mm-hmm. And I tell my friends that rap, it, you got to take hard drives with you. And you got to pass those out or send a, those to people. Everything, you just can't send people a link all the time. Hey, yeah. yo, check out my music. That's not how you approach an A&R. That's not how you approach yeah. you uh, someone have... at a label or something. You can't, do, you gotta, can't say it. You got to present yourself in a way... Where they understand that you're taking it serious, so they should spend really. They could be doing something else, but they want to check your music out. Yeah. So you gotta make it feel like their time is valuable. Yeah, it's like, like I got, like you got like the sort of a thousand truths on this disc, you know? Like, yeah. It's like, <laughs> like J, J Cole said it best. He was like, "Man, now that I am where I am now, I look back at what I did in the past." And he was like, "Man, you can you can send your music to everybody, every single person." And he's like, man, I'm not listening to this kid. He's garbage. You know what I'm saying? And he's like, man, uh, I, I try my luck sometimes. He's like, man, I'll go on Twitter or Instagram, and I'll listen to a link to somebody's music. He's like, man, 
this was garbage. I don't listen to this anymore. <laughs> and he's like, I bet that's how people was looking at me back then. Yeah. And he goes, you just got to give somebody a chance and believe in their potential and their growth. You know what I'm saying? And that's how you make it somewhere. Well, I'm going to tell you what they do. This is what this is what <laughs> labels do, real shit. When you give your CD to an artist, all right, they give it to the label most of the time. If it's not somebody who's looking to sign, they give it to an intern or an A&R. They sit at their cubicle and they play your music and they laugh and they throw it in a box. It, that's it. That's what they do. Now, if they like it, they put it to the side. Then they put they move it on up. But if they don't like it, it's trash. Like, DJs now, they late to the party with everything. DJs is on SoundCloud. Um, well, were, because SoundCloud, you know, they got that SoundCloud Pro now, so shit changing for them. So they really YouTube heavy. They looking for the music that we like already. A lot of people don't know who Kodak Black is, but DJs like him now, so they playing his music. Same thing with Lil Uzi Vert. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So late to the party. You know, that's not on the radio anywhere. You know, so they always, the people that control the music industry, as far as like, the, we're the consumer, the people we listen to, they're like in the back burners now because now you can make a video outside right now and upload it to YouTube. So it's like, what is the DJ really there for now? You know what I'm saying? And then the kids doing the music, 15, 16, like they're not going to the club anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, so it's kind of like, we got like I would be considered an internet A and R because I'm constantly pushing music, but I'm not getting paid to do it. Like the dude that I look up to with the podcast, his name Taxstone. He out of New York. He's considered that. He pushed Bobby Smurder. He got him on. Um, you know the designer kid, the panda. Mm-hmm. He was the first one to tweet that song out to get that. Now that's the number one song in the country, and the kid's only 18 years old. Mm-hmm. Even though it sounds like Future, but I feel. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, have you heard that song? The Panda. Yeah. yeah. Like, he sounds like Future, but it's like, he 18, so what do you think influenced his music? You know what, what I'm saying? Panda. Yeah. What it's just him. <laughs> so if, if you if you listen to somebody, like, all right, your influence was Eminem. So when you first started rapping, you might have sounded like Eminem a little bit, just because that's all you was listening to at the time. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't, I don't t- yeah, I don't take it as a knock to somebody who's trying to find them, their sound. Yeah. So how how long do you think it took you to find your sound? Or have you found it yet? Yeah, I'm I'm kind of like on the verge. I'd say I found it. Like these couple new songs I've been writing, I'm kind of just like, wow. Like I'm really taking it to the next right. step. And like I find myself spending a lot more time on each record than I used yeah. to. And it's it's a good thing. It's also a bad thing, but it's like you got to critique your own work to a certain extent. It's like sometimes you just nitpicking and you know like just being too hard on yourself if you could have just said one simple word and just let it ride you know like but i don't know it's just i watched the machine gun kelly interview and he said that he literally spends as much time as he can on every single song he makes and he said i don't care if it takes me a month i want this song this one song to be perfect and they was like what if it doesn't make the album he goes it doesn't matter as long as I know it was perfect, that's the only thing that matters to me. Mm-hmm. Now you think? I mean, yeah, I, there's there's so many songs I have that, that aren't going to be making it on the upcoming mixtapes. And just mm-hmm. because they're just throwaway songs or just beats that I, you know, like I started producing a little bit too. And that's the same thing as writing lyrics. I mean, you're just 
basically producing a beat together and you're constructing sounds to make a beat. And that, at the same time, it, it takes a while to make the beat, and then you got to write to the beat, and that's a whole new, different creative process than right. just finding a beat and writing to it, because you don't have to do anything, it's just already laid out. It's like, how am I going to how am I gonna approach this one, like, or, you know, right. so. So, uh, can you describe your uh, writing process? Uh, for, the, for the most part, it's, I, don't, I usually don't have, like, a beat. And then I write to it. Sometimes I'll like. Sometimes I'll just write some things and then find a beat to it. Right. Or sometimes I'll just literally play the song like over and over and over again until I literally get tired of hearing it. And it's sticks. It just like I don't know. It just kind of comes to me sometimes. Like I'll just listen to it like a week later, and then I might feel differently about yeah, it. And yeah, then I yeah. find like, yeah, there we go. Like sometimes I sit down and crank it out. Sometimes like. I, I, don't, I usually don't get in the studio and finish a song all at once. Like, that's not my style. Right. And sometimes it, that could be good because, like, you know, when you're on the road, like, hey, you such and such wants to meet up with you. Like, let's do a record. Or, like, you know, something pops up, then you got to be able to do that. Or, like, you know, I mean, so I got to work on that. You know, there's, there's a lot of things I got to work on still. But it's sometimes it's hard finding inspiration. Sometimes it just just comes out of nowhere and... Oh, I forgot. I forgot. What I, let me get my phone. Let me write that down. Like it's just, right. it's kind of really jumbled. <laughs> yeah. Like I got so much going on that sometimes I literally have to sit down and make time to write. You know. Yeah, and that's what I was telling them yesterday. That it's okay to to lose inspiration mm-hmm. when you're making music. He he looked at me like it was impossible to to be a rapper and not have insp- and not be inspired. Cause Ken, Kendrick Lamar had said before he did the Pimp a Butterfly, he wasn't inspired. That's what took so long for him to do his album. And he said that. What did you say? If I feel like I feel like if you want to be the best, you your hunger push. should come from somewhere. Yeah. It should. It doesn't matter if you're not inspired by anything remotely related to you. But if there's other things in the game, should other things should inspire you? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It shouldn't just be. It shouldn't just be. Oh, if I don't have an inspiration from anything that's close to me, I don't want to give you guys anything. But I feel like if there's something that goes on in in the industry, yeah. if it re, if it triggers anything, make a song. Give the fans something so they don't. So the the core fans, like your core fans, they're they're going. They're never going to forget about you. You know what I'm saying? And as, and I'm a, I'm the biggest Drake fan. And if when he's gone, I'm still going to check for him. You see what I'm saying? Because that's my guy. Those fans are going to be there. But what about the other people? The people that just heard Control. The only just Control. Mm-hmm. If when you made that, that verse and you disappear for a while, what are those fans doing? You see what I'm saying? And my, but my thing with it was that Kendrick Lamar is a different mind. He might not, he doesn't, maybe the industry doesn't inspire him. Just because a rapper makes a hit, that doesn't mean that inspires him to go make one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He, he, his musical purpose is higher than that. So when he went, he went to Africa for vacation, that's how we got to Pimp a Butterfly. That's what inspired that album, and that yeah. album won Grammys. And it, it's as far as hip hop goes, it's it's amazing art. You know what I'm saying? That's what I feel he's for. Now Drake may hear a song and get inspired to hop on it because it's the hottest song out at the time, mm-hmm. which is fine. That's his lane. Just because you're in the music you industry, some sort of like threat or yeah, something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Back. Yeah, yeah. He wants to be on top. But when you just a artist and, and you, you know, know you dope, yep. 
you don't you don't have to worry about being on top because when you drop something, that's where they send you at anyway. Everyone knows the top three: Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, Drake. So why do Kendrick Lamar, J Cole, gotta fight everyone else? They they don't. They just make music for their fans because Kendrick Lamar says he makes he makes music for the jails, the inner cities. You know what I'm saying? The kids that don't have none, the kids that don't see none. He makes music for Compton. He doing it for that's a higher purpose. That's personal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So he just not making music for the kid that oh just heard control and this is what he expects from him all the time. No, you heard control, so you should be like, I heard that song. Let me go back and listen to his old music. Yeah. That's what real people do. Not oh I heard control now I want to hear him See sound like this all the time. Stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. But you got and then because you got to think about that verse, you got to dissect it. What that verse was for? He was telling everybody. Pretty much everybody he named, step your game up because I drop good kid Mad City and I go platinum. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't saying it's like I got he, love for you, but yeah, he wrong. never said that. He's better than all y'all. He said step y'all game up, and and then what did he do? He his next album completely different than the first. He changed his game, so I think that's valuable. And so what if it took two years? You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I'd rather you take two years off than. Then take a month off and sound like Future and do every mixtape sounds the exact same and then you want people to buy an album that sounds the same Just as like the last one. Yeah, the free stuff. yeah th- that's yeah. pointless to me. You burn out quicker that way and you're not really impacting nobody. You yep. know what I'm saying? Kendrick's trying to impact lives. That's what that's what uh, I was gonna say. I got a song with Mac Lethal. I don't know if you guys remember him. He did like the Look at Me Now remix. Yeah, I know you're pancakes. talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's he's still he's still doing music and he, I like his music a lot. And uh, so yeah, I got a song coming out with him, and yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there. <laughs> yeah. Speaking speaking of that, like when you say that, uh, like when we talk about inspiration, do anybody basically that- yeah, the song is about that, like that what we were just talking about, yeah, like right. the, the one hit wonders and like people that just like burn out and like the song's called yeah. Iconic is like it's just talking about those folks. Do you are you inspired by anybody? in the game today or even in Peoria because when when J. Cole came out with For Sale Drive 2014 and you, you heard the the little clip where he was like, you know, his history repeats itself and that's just how it goes. And he, he basically saying that white rappers are culture vultures. Do you feel like... And then you got to also remember the last line that he said, I'm just playing. Yeah, he said I was just playing, but... Like, but you got to add that part. Yeah, he, he said I was joking, just playing, man. but... He, he was beating off the top. Yeah, because he knows the Eminem. Same is. with the whole, like, Macklemore, like, I'm sorry I took... Or, like, I took yeah. your culture and, like... Yeah, like, do you feel for like... My, for my gain or some... Sh- or I don't yeah, know. Like, like, he, yeah, do you Michael feel like... shouldn't say that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, but you... Yeah, because, I mean, it's not, it's not his fault that he was inspired to be a rapper. It's not his fault that this was his calling and this is what he felt. Was right for him. Yeah. He got you people. He got kids all over the world that love him, man. Yeah. You ain't gotta make excuses yeah. for your success. You yeah, got like, people who look up to you. They yeah. took it a type of way that he made the the song about being gay, and he thought when he was a kid he was gay. You see what I'm saying? Which I thought it was a good song. So I was like, man, hey, some kids do go through that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, some awesome. kids might be fighting that right now. Yeah, and they song. don't know because and I appreciate that's what him for that. For. Because, yeah, because a lot of people like in the NBA and the NFL they shun that type of thing. They, we're not ready for gay people. You know what I'm saying? Stuff like that. And that was one of the things, like, did you take it some type of way when he said that, that you, that, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. now white people are, you know what I'm saying, doing this. Because I, I, yeah, I know Mac Miller and Logic was like, so, and, like, 
We're rappers too, so it Logic's doesn't really not white though. Huh? Logic's not white. Yeah, but I mean, he's categorizes that, and that's one of the things like you like. Look, I got I, my, I got my own opinion on Logic music. We ain't gonna get into that. I like Logic music. I do too, but, but <laughs> if you heard his last album, Logic doesn't. He's still trying to find his sound. So that's it, true. Too. Logic sounds like Cole. He sounds like Kendrick one song. Then he'll sound like Drake. He'll sound like Ye. He'll make a song sound like M. And he says it. No, he says that this, yeah, he these did. songs was they flows. He's still yeah, trying yeah. to find himself. So yeah. I, I don't really, I listen to him, but I don't really look at him as up, upper echelon yet until yeah. he finds his own self. He's young. He has time. So um, what do you feel um, is your uh, biggest accomplishment up to date so far? Um, I would probably have to say last year when... Uh, they had an ill rock block party. It was at the Canopy Club in Urbana. Um, it was Big Sean, Grammatic, um, Big Grammatics like EDM, Dubstep, yeah. and uh, there was uh, Super Duper Kyle. You guys know who Kyle is. He's he's a rapper. Uh, Alex Wiley was there. Uh, he's an upcoming Chicago artist. Um, a bigger name like Matoma. He's a like EDM. There's just they had a really like big variety of music. And how I got there, I won this battle for the block they had at Canopy like a week or two prior to that. <laughs> and so basically there was like a crowd performance. Like it was all like, uh, you know, like how many people you brought based on like performance and like just all around music. And um, so we packed a whole party bus full of people. It was like 40 people. And we went in there deep as hell. And, <laughs> and basically, you know, as much as it sucks to say that, I won basically solely off because of how many people I brought, but that also is kind of good because it's like, hey, I brought that many people yeah. with for my movement, and like they they wanted, to, you know, you wanted to see like yeah. they wanted to see me move like you know do that, so that was cool, and I ended up competing up against Shy, Shy songwriter, like he had his own set. Okay. We we <laughs> right. came up on the bus together, like you know we talked about it. We were like you know man like win or lose or you know like I still like got love for you bro like. You know, I, I would have you up on stage with me if, if you lose. And if you lose, I'm going to have you up on stage with me. So it was like, mm-hmm. we like we didn't have no love lost there. And like, I, I don't know, like, I don't know how he truly felt afterwards, you know what I'm saying? Like, because I might, you know, if, you know, like some people, you know, yeah. they might have been like, man, I really wish that was me up there, you know, because yeah, like, like, you yeah, see everybody congratulating me. Yeah, yeah. Was, he, was he envious of you or was he No, I like, don't know. No, like, I'm talking about inner self. Yeah. You know, just see, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, do you think that that was what it was or was it like, oh, he really does support me? No, he he does. Like, yeah, that's, that's, that's what it was. Like, he came up and gave me a hug. Like, yeah, that's you know, what I'm saying. Like, like yeah. That was cool. Like, I'm glad that, like, you know, I'm glad we could, you know, be on that level. Instead of him, instead of you thinking, like, I wonder if he really did support me you yeah. know what I'm saying like anybody yeah, like that we, has those questions we rode up on the camp, same bus together you yeah. know like we had already talked about it like we had already put that down and you right. know what he performed with me at Ill Rock you know like right. we went up against each other it was friendly competition you know like <laughs> right and ain't yeah. nothing wrong with that man ain't so, nothing wrong with friendly competition so yeah I won that and then got to perform at Ill Rock Block Party so like I think that was like the biggest like those right. two events together like just that whole like time yeah. That feeling. It was. Did you meet was, Big Sean? No, I didn't meet Big Sean, but I did meet Grammatic and Kyle and uh-huh. Alex Wiley and. Big Sean probably came late, like not was, late, late, but like it was just, just like for his set. I think it was like around that time we weren't allowed back, like backstage anymore. Like I, I got lucky. I saw Grammatic. Like I was like, "What up, dude?" Because it's like I've, I've been a fan of his music for a while. Yeah. Like, is equally 
it was equally just as cool to open up for Big Sean as it was for Grammatic, and he's a whole different style. Like, mm. he puts out dope hip-hop beats, though. Like, I could definitely see myself rhyming on Grammatic beats, so it was cool. Yeah. So, um, what, um, what's the song right now that, um, say somebody doesn't know who you are, you want them to listen to one song, what song would it be? Um, I have a song called Have You Ever, and it basically just talks about being broke, being alone, scared, like just going through life. Like uh, the chorus is, "Have you ever been broke? Have you ever been scared? Have you ever been alone? Like nobody ain't there." And it's just like you know, I know life isn't fair. Like everybody goes through their own problems, and the verses are pretty like repetitive. But what's what I'm saying in there is like it's not one of those songs where it's like a bunch of just like cool lines. It's like just raw lyrics that like really hit you and like. I don't have a video for it, but I, what I picture in my mind is just something so, like, cinematic and cool, like a kid, like, going, walking by a basketball court and not making the team, you know, because I didn't make the team at, at Lindbergh, you know, like, yeah. it's, like, stuff that, like, I go, that I went through that I can incorporate and just, like, seeing somebody sitting on the step, like, because someone's a user, like, and someone's helping someone out and, like, you know, like, fights at home like he's trying to get away from the fights at home between his parents so like he wants to go out and just like get his mind off things like right right that was i feel like if if you want to hear you know like me as a person like that song is probably the one have you ever and uh when i watched uh soar i was very intrigued by that song Mm -hmm. um really off both verses i was telling him about it yesterday Mm mm-hmm that to me personally, that's one of your better songs. Is it? Yeah, and cause it, it was. I I think those two things, are common, you know, to happen. Yeah. You know what I'm saying, and that's like very honest, and it's different from a typical Peoria song. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like that was. Dude, way who knows? Different. Like two years later down the road, that could be my favorite song. You know, like yeah. I I just released it like. It definitely Wednesday. has. Wednesday. It ain't even been that long. Yeah, it ain't been that long. No, I mean, no, I did the video Wednesday. Like, the yeah. song's been out for a little while. But, like, you know, that stuff's got to marinate for a while. Like, I've dropped Have You Ever a while ago, and I performed it live. Like, I've seen the reaction it's gotten from people. Like, you know? Yeah. So, like, maybe that's why I kind of feel like that's the song. But maybe, like, this one could be it. Like, what you're saying, like, yeah. you're kind of giving me a little, like, yeah. oh, I, I really push like here. That song. It's like, for yeah. real, like, yeah. that hit, you know? Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how did that song come about? Um, just going through, like, a really hard time with, uh, my mom, and, uh, she, she had, a uh, heart surgery, like, the beginning of last year, this time, like, January last year, and, um, she had just recently found out that where her son was, like, she gave him up for adoption when she was, like, 15 or 16, and she, they closed off all the information, so she had no clue where he was, didn't know, like, his new name or anything. Just knew what his previous name was, what she named him, was Robert. And um, they looked, gave up, you know, several times, I'm pretty sure. And then she she just would post, like, my sister was like, come on, like, today's day, you know, like, we can find, we can, so many people out there, like, we can... Maybe they know, like... Yeah, today's day and age. And so, like, they posted, and I think it was, like, a police officer from Chicago, or, like, a fire de- fire department, uh, somebody, fireman or somebody, who was actually, was actually an adopted child, who reached out to my mom and was like, here's the names of 
who it could have been that were born at that time. And then we narrowed down the names and, like, found who it was. And he actually was living in Dunlap, like, Dunlap District, like, right behind Willow's Theater. Like, like, so he was living in Peoria his whole life. And he passed away in, in 99 from an apparent heroin overdose. And um, my mom's been in contact with, with his lover, like the girl he was going to marry. And, you know, she was basically saying that she thinks he was murdered. So, like, this is whole another side of the story. Like, I was going to incorporate that in the video. Like, yeah. a possible murder. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, stuff, but I just didn't want to dig that deep. And, like, who, like, I didn't want to. You know, I just wanted to keep it like. Yeah, you don't want it. You don't. Sometimes, sometimes though, you have to push it. I wanted to search for the answers, but it's just yeah. like what you know, like that other, the other person that potentially killed him, like died like several weeks later, it was like his roommate or something, like. Yeah. You know, like I don't so know. It's like, kind of unfinished, unsolved. Not like, so yeah, yeah, it's so just like it would just leave no it up to the. Thing. It would leave it up to the people's thoughts, and I didn't want people to get like so confused with the song. So I mean, like that's the first verse. You know, like we found out, we found where his grave was. Like, turns out my aunt is like neighbors a few doors down from somebody that she went to school with, that he went to school with. So we got pictures of his yearbook, and then finally found more pictures through friends, and just it was just. Like, and I've seen pictures of him. Like, he looks like me. He looks like my brother sometimes, like, in some photos. Like, it's just kind of hard. Right. It, just, it just hits you a little bit. It's like, damn. Yeah. Like, a whole other person that you don't know. And yeah. Did you really get the chance to... Yeah. And then, like, the whole, like, the whole sore thing, it wasn't about, like, wanting to die. Like, wanting to have wings on my back like an angel or nothing. It was just, yeah, like, yeah. wanting to get away, that. you know? Just, like, wanting to get away and just, like, find the answers and just, like, you know, just get out and, like... And then, you know, the second verse was obviously about uh, the miscarriage with my girlfriend and just kind of, it's not the same pain that my mom feels, but it's similar, like not knowing what, what could have been, what could have been with that child, you know? Right. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, what do you feel, uh, you're missing right now? Um, I mean, it sucks to say, but I feel like it's money. Right. <laughs> I mean, like I, I mean, like yeah. I, like I got you know, like I, I feel like I personally got the lyrics. I got the, you know, like I got the drive. I got, I got what it takes. It's just you know, right now in my particular situation, the money aspect is what is, is kind of push, you know, holding me back. You know, if I had the money, I could get a bunch of features. You know, have a dope album like with a bunch of features. Like I'm slowly working on it, but it takes time. So, yeah. do you feel that if you had a chance to get features? Would you, because we were talking about this also, we, we had a lot of talk, so would you feel that it would be better just to get the features, or would you like to build a connection with the artist that you feature Well, I with? feel like when you get the feature, that essentially builds the connection, like, therefore, like, and you may not even get anything from the feature, but it's also just like, hey, I have a song with this artist, people, it's also about the view it's also about what it looks like you know as much as what's going on behind the scenes it's all about the the mirage or whatever you, you want to call it you know like the the image that the arm, the artist puts out so it's like hey i got a song with mac lethal uh, mac lethal i got a song with this guy i got a song with that guy and i put them all on an album doesn't that look a lot better than just like hey i got a song like you know <laughs> right. I, we got a song like we just i just paid them for a feature but if i have a bunch more features and like and like they actually if it's good material and they obviously they like the song otherwise they wouldn't get on the song you know so it's like this artist likes this artist as well like they're collaborating like 
Yeah, but even though they like the song, what if they don't even feel promote like the song? it? Or... The relationship part. Of yeah, because uh, what well, if... basically what I had said was like, um, it's an artist by the name of Spenzo. I know who, who Spenzo uh, is. Yeah, he has a song with Tory Lanez. Okay, it did. It's doing pretty good on SoundCloud, but I felt that. The song would be bigger if Tory Lanez promoted the song. Yeah, but Especially he he paid he paid for it he paid for the feature of course, but I felt I said that I'd rather have I'd rather build a relationship with an artist him, like, than just do the money. Yeah, because if you just mm-hmm. pay for it, then you just paying for it, and it, it does look good. But if you ain't have the money, then the artist wouldn't have fucked with you to begin with. But yeah. if you got a relationship with them, the artist will yeah. go the extra mile. That's mm-hmm. what I had said. Yeah, but no, I mean, I what you that. saying works too. You know what I'm saying with. Someone say, say I've never heard you before, and I see that you got a feature with Big Sean. It's like, oh, let me check this out. He got a song with Big Sean. Yeah, obviously, he must be, must be doing yeah, something. Yeah, it's so a, it's it, a list it helps. Of yeah. Like, man, you can't overlook him. He has a song with Big Sean. He has a song with Mac Lethal. He has a song with Tech Nine. He has a song with, you know what I'm saying? And, I, and, I'm, and I'm not really just trying to be like, hey, I got a song with Mac Lethal. Like, I wanted to go down and I wanted to meet him and do a video, like su- yeah. super simple, like yeah. cool video to put out and like yeah. try to get millions of views. And you like, want to kill him on their own song. <laughs> that that's the goal. Hey, I'm sorry, Mac, but I I I, I did on I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every song you do, you just even if it's a feature. So you you didn't want if Mac ever hears this, I'm sorry, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so did you do you get, you got a, a song with Tech Nine, right? No, I oh, no. You, you opened up for him. Yeah, yeah, I, that's, uh, yeah that's what I meant. I met him in 2012. I opened up for Tech Nine. It was like on the Hostile Takeover tour. It was, I'm pretty sure it's still the record-breaking tour like ever. It was like the most consecutive days like shows. It was like 90. I don't know. I don't want to sound dumb here, but I just know it's a pretty, you know, historic. You don't want to be misquoted on the. Yeah, numbers. I don't want to be misquoted yeah. here, but I know it was a pretty historic. I mean, Tech Nine does show. do legendary tours. Mm-hmm. And um, it was in Fort Wayne. Uh, it was uh, Tech Nine, like his whole label, like Mayday, uh, Prozac, Chris Calico, Stevie Stone, and MGK was like the featuring artist on that tour. Yeah. And so, you know, I obviously met MGK backstage, and then, um, you know, kind of like was like it was kind of weird. Like I just saw him before he went up on stage. I was like patting his back. I'm like, you ready, dog? Like, <laughs> you know, like I've met him, like I've talked to him on several occasions. I met him on several occasions, and. But anyway, with the whole Tech Nine, shortly after that, um, after we, me and Shy performed, we were out back just like looking at Tech Nine's like little like tour trailer with his stuff, and it was like it was like a thriller artwork, and he was like like Michael Jackson, like so we were sitting like <laughs> like laughing at that, and all of a sudden he just walks up with like one or two guys, like I don't even think he was with security or anything. He was just like we we're like what up Tech, and he was just like what up. He didn't ask why we were back there, nothing. Like he he was not he wasn't being disrespectful or nothing. He was like, what up, y'all? Like, yeah, we just, we're from Pure. We opened up for you. You know, blah, blah. And, and um, I believe you said, you know, something like, I I don't know if he heard us, but, you know, I was like, yeah, that's what's up. You know, like, good shit. And um, we're like, do you know Audrey McLeod? Because she's a really big uh, Tech 9 fan and we're friends with her. She's from Peoria. And, like, he and he knows her real well just from her going to shows. And he's like, yeah, that's the homie. So, like, we actually had a conversation for a little second. And it was oh, just kind of a surreal moment. So what was the song? I heard the song. That's how I actually like found out about it. I heard the song on ninety eight, the Energy song on ninety eight point five. Oh, you was on there and Tech Nine was on there. No, it's um, it's just a remix. It was like a promotional remix. Right. It right. was for the one hundred two point three radio station. Josiah Williams, which is a, another hip hop artist around here, 
he he contacted me and Shy about the remix, and it was like this right here make the three hundred nine go crazy. Instead of hood yeah, go crazy, yeah. it was three hundred nine go crazy, mm. and it was like live one hundred two point three with Jay Will. So it was like just kind of like a only one radio station could play it, you know. <laughs> right, like, that's all things I could hear it on. I heard you on uh, 92.3, but it wasn't that song. And I was like, no. was that song specifically for promotion for that? Or? It was just like a, yeah, it was just a 102.3 thing. Right, right. right. So uh, who is uh, your top five rappers right now? Um, I don't know. It's kind of hard. Like, I don't really have a top five. I just kind of like, it's who I'm so listening to. So you don't, you don't have, have to have to. order. Yeah, yeah it's like, like who, who I'm listening, listening to. to and... Um, you guys know who John Connor is? Yeah. Yeah, we know oh. who John Connor is. Man, yeah. John Connor is probably up there. Yeah, he's one dope. of my top, man. He's, he he worked, just, he's working with Dre right now. He's signed to Aftermath. Yep. And like, which, is, which is really dope. There's only four or five people in Aftermath, you know? <laughs> and that's right. Kendrick, Eminem, Dre, John Connor, and somebody else, I think, that just got signed. I'm trying to think. I don't know. That might be it. I don't and, think that is it, to and, be honest. <laughs> um, or is Anderson Pack with them? He, I don't know. He might have, but he, I know he's getting hella, yeah. hella buzz right now. He might be with Aftermath, too. But, yeah, John Connor, dude, he, uh, he's he got all those mixtapes. He's got, like, the, the Biggie one. He's got the, yeah. the Eminem one. He's got the Jay-Z Blueprint one. He's got, like, all these mixtapes of classic beats, and he totally rips them, like, Sometimes even better than the originals, in my and opinion. And he was on uh, Dre's album, too, Compton. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I've i been listening to his music for a couple of years now, and it's just raw, raw talent. Um, somebody that's kind of, like, newer that I've kind of, that's kind of getting clout right now is uh, Jay Prince. He's kind of, like, he's from London, I'm pretty sure. Um, I just like a ton of his music. He sounds, sounds kind of like Kendrick Lamar. You know, people in the comments are always like, "Man, this sound like Kendrick Lamar." Like, yeah. right. but it's all right though, cause I I vibe to his music. Like, he puts out cool, cool music. It's, and um, let's see, you know, like MGK. I can't, you know, I can't forget about him. Um, I listen to like I don't know, it's just old school hip hop, like Brother Ali. Like I like listening to Brother Ali. Some of his newer stuff, his old stuff. Um, I don't know. John Bellion, like I consider him a rapper. Like he, he's <laughs> raw. He's signed with Logic's group, uh, Visionary. Yeah. So none of the main guys. None of the. No, like I usually, guys. I really, honestly don't listen to like much of the main guys nah, like I, that. That's why. I, I, that's why I asked him that question because yeah, I, so I, I, I knew you. I knew you wasn't gonna say mm-hmm. the typicals that I hear. Yeah. What you emulate? Uh-huh. Like who do you emulate your your craft after? Like, right now, is there anybody in there like, man, I need to take that approach to things, or I need to do things this way, or do you just make your own strategic moves and you... I, I kind of, you know, like, I kind of watch people, like, I kind of watch people and see and see the moves that they make. Um, I don't know, like, if anybody really, like, John Connor on, like, a lyrical level, like, seriously, like, grabbing somebody's heart and, like, give me that, like, through a mm. song, you know, like, just the things that he says, like... He's not relying on cool metaphors, but it's like, it's just raw stuff. Like, how yeah. did he think about that? But it's yeah, like, like without a without a beat, acapella. Could he do it? Could he could he grab your attention without a beat? You see what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, I've that's what I've seen him perform. I opened up for him in Chicago, and he's literally the best rapper I've seen live. 
and mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of performers live. I've opened up for a lot of people, like from fucking, you know, Wiz Khalifa to Big Sean, you know, obviously Lil Wayne, Tech Nine, right, Twista, right, right. Two Live Crew, Afro Man, you know, like a lot of a lot of people. Kid Ink, like just so, like uh, as far as like on the stage, like John Connor, like just fitting every word in pronunciation, like mm-hmm. he was raw. Raw. So what's your um like ideal label situation? Hmm. Or something that, like if I owned one, or if I was just like being like, part of one. If or someone was to, going to sign you, what would be some things that you would want to have for sure? Um, I mean, I I'm not really like too into like you know like what's the specifics in the contracts. Like I I personally wouldn't know that, so I'd have to have a you know a good yeah, lawyer and yeah. a, you know like obviously yeah. a manager before I even signed a record deal. But obviously, I would want full creative control, and I mean. I've I've seen what Diddy did with MGK and like gave him his own like lace up. It was like EST. It was like yeah. an own branch yeah. off Bad Boy. You know what I'm saying? Like I would kind of want something like that because I feel like like MGK kind of has like is the same sort of like me, you know, as far as like the No Chasers movement and his lace up movement. Yeah. That's kind of the similar, you know. So like I would want that. I would want something that I could you know, grow with, and but it's still mine. Like, I'm not, like, a puppet to somebody else. You're like, I gotta drop, you know, obviously there's contracts and how much, you know, you gotta drop this this many projects per year, or, like, you can only drop this amount, or, like... Yeah. But I really wouldn't want it like that, because I'm kind of so sporadic with, like, how I drop music, yeah, and, like... you're inspired, you want to drop this whole thing Yeah, now. it's just... Like, you can't and you get limitations, and yeah. get all that... That's what I, I All that like, stuff that comes into play... What is no. what is what is the relationship between you and Machine Gun Kelly? Because I know I seen a picture of uh, you and was it your brother mm-hmm. that y'all took together? And you said yeah. that it was like inspiring to. Um, well, there's a lot to talk about when it comes to MGK because, first of all, um, we went to that was at a Warp Tour show in Chicago or like right. Tinley Park or you know around there. And um, we were, like, front row, like, singing. There was nobody really there, like, because it was, like, 2011, I think, like, before yeah. he was even, like, I think he was, like, on MTV, like, the Chip Off the Block video or something, you know? Yeah. Like, it was just starting to pop off, like... Oddly enough, he's super young. Like, people mm-hmm. don't understand that he is... And, he's, uh, like, 26. Yeah, he's, so, like, he's like my brother's age. He's yeah, like a he's year super, older or two. Yeah, he's super young. And, um... We were up there like singing all the all the all the lyrics to his all the all the lyrics and afterwards when we were like getting pictures with him he was just like yeah man like I saw you guys up there rapping him like you know like and then um, we were a part of this EST like it's called EST that's my team ho and it's like a it was like a it was like a Facebook Eve group thing you know like right. all the fan base it, at first when it started out it was like three or four five hundred people and it was all just like fan base supporters that would just like you know, post problems and there's like support group and like, you know, like, oh, we love Kells and like, who's ready for the new album? Like, yeah. and he would post in there and like post pictures and just like talk to people and stuff like that. So there was like a, a file that you can edit your number in, like everybody put their number in and like he called into everybody individually. He's like, tell them to thanks for like, you know, buy, buying their album and listening to the music. And so he called me but I didn't answer because it was like it was like from an app or something where you know obviously he wasn't calling from his real phone. Right. And he called me. Turns out I didn't answer, and but he called my brother while he was at work. My brother answers, like almost flips, you know, flips shit. Like what? What? So he had a conversation with him, and then um, when we did the 
the Fort Wayne show in Indiana, my mom had came with us, and after the show, she was buying some, like, lace-up shirts at the merch table and was talking to MGK. She's like, yeah, my son Dustin, or my son D-Web opened up for you. And uh, he's like, oh, isn't that the one that didn't answer the phone? <laughs> like, you know, it's like, he he knows who I am, but it's not, you know, it's not like... Yeah. Have you been approached about being signed? Have no. You, ever, you no. haven't been? That's odd, man. And I've done, you know, I've done like four MGK shows now. I did the one in Peoria when he came. Right. I did one at uh, Urbana. And then I did one in Dayton, Ohio for this Hollow Rage show. I've done quite a few shows, so I'm pretty sure that's, you know, like, he, he's got to know who I am. It's just, like, I need to make that... That push. That real connection, you yeah. know? So what's your... Um, this is the last question. What's your uh, dream feature and why? My dream feature? Um, honestly, I give you, if, since you say dream feature, it's like, you know, somebody who's obviously alive... Big big impact in the industry. Um, probably Eminem, like just just because like that would be it dope. probably a, it's such probably a lot of money for one, and <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's that's I a, that's imagine. a dream feature yeah. right there. Um, I mean, when was the last time he was I don't featured think, on the song? Yeah, I don't even. I, was it uh Rihanna? No, wait, no, that was that his was her. Song. Yeah, that was his song. When was the last time he did a feature? He did a feature. Well, With Yellow Dr. Wolf. Dre don't. Yeah, Dr. Yeah. Dre. Yellow Wolf, count. best friend. Yeah. That don't count. Yeah, that, that <laughs> was he don't count. He's the slaughterhouse. Yeah, because the, the people that's closest to him don't count. So it's like you gotta go. Dang, deep. I'm trying to think too. Even the Little Wayne song, those was his songs too. What was that Bob song? Like, hey, I think that yeah, was it. That I might that, that might it. be the last song he did a feature. He was featured on. Shout out to B.O.B., by the way. God, the world man. is not flat. Come on, The world man. is not <laughs> flat, B.O.B. <laughs> now, listen. I hate B.O.B. He just had a show at the can- I don't like B.O.B. last night. Who, <laughs> B.O.B.? Yeah. That's my dude, man. Dang, the world yeah. is not flat, but I support you, B.O.B. He put out a... Put <laughs> out I think a, he's dope. He, I think he's that was, so That's dope, the name man. of his mixtape, too. What? The, I'm finna go to it. It's on, it's a, it's on Dad Piff. I'm dead serious. Is it really? Oh, no. It's called Earth. <laughs> and it's flat too. But yeah, like I would tell y'all how good it was, but I don't listen to BLB. I'm not oh I'm not gosh. a fan. I'm not B-O-B a fan of BLB. So he just hasn't found who he yeah, wants to be. He's been rapping for forty years. I, I, I <laughs> he just hasn't found what he wants to be. So what's what's next for you? Um I just got I have one feature on the way that I that I haven't really announced yet. I'll tell you guys off <laughs> off yeah. mic. Yeah, that's cool. Um man. But uh, I'm I'm trying to get on I'm trying to get on shows. I want to play big. I want to play some big festivals. Like cause I know there's room for hip hop at these festivals going on. Like I, I missed out on summer camp this year, but hopefully I'll get on there next year. Um, yeah, I just want to get like big shows, big features, music videos with big artists. Right, right. I feel like that's the the next push that's on my on my agenda. I mean, I need obviously need to put out some more music. I need to keep consistent with that, but yeah, it all comes. All right. So, uh, where can uh, people find you at? Uh, if you want to just go to nochaserscrew.com, www.nochaserscrew, you can you can find on my Facebook, my Twitter, everything from there. I have, you know, always my latest material posted on the front page with my schedule. Um, I have um, all my gear, my merchandise posted on that website under the gear section. I have all my videos, all my full discography, so just go to www.nochaserscrew.com. Right, what about you? Well, you you know where to find me. Uh, Devontae underscore 40 on Twitter. Devontae on Facebook. 
Devonte Forty on Instagram. Trying to get my Instagram followers up. I need. I need Shout that. Out. Shout out. <laughs> yeah, I need that and, follow. Uh, for me, uh, Kojak underscore follow up everything and uh, follow up podcast everything. Also, we ask if um, you listen on iTunes, please rate, subscribe, and review the podcast. As SoundCloud won't be up and running for long once the website and YouTube channels drop. And uh, Full Court Press podcast dropping October 28th. Uh, make sure y'all stand tuned for that for you NBA fans. And this is uh, the follow-up podcast featuring D-Web and Vontae. Hey. We uh, appreciate you coming through. Thank Definitely you, man. Definitely enjoyed I the conversation. It. Much love. Uh, we all Thanks, God bless. Bro.